Deep inside every one of us is a lion waiting to be unleashed. Are you ready to be unleashed into your destiny? As we stand on the edge of time, the web of deception is being unraveled. Carl Joseph offers you the red pill and the keys to unlock the shackles of your mind. Get ready to be transformed by God's supernatural power. Let's join him now. Friend, there are some topics I don't want to talk about, but it's my job as a pastor to present the whole counsel of God to you, and today I will talk about hell. Now, did you know that about 13% of all that Jesus spoke was about hell? In 2003, the Barna Research Group conducted a survey and found that 76% of all Americans believe in heaven, but less than 13% believed in a literal hell. What's even more disturbing is less than one half of one percent believe they were actually going to hell. Friends, society today has become hoodwinked as to the reality of hell. In fact, the reality of hell throughout the ages has been a certainty in the hearts of men until the latter part of the 19th century, when for the first time an alternative view was presented by Charles Darwin and contrary to man's common consensus of hell's existence. Friend, in another recent study, it showed that one out of one people die, and your death is fast approaching. Have you considered your death lately? There is a reality to your mortality. Hebrews 9.27 says, And it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. Have you ventured into a graveyard lately, friend? One day your name too will be etched on stone, and your physical body will lie in a grave. But the real you on the inside, that's your spirit man and soul, will spend eternity in either heaven or hell. And I urge you today, friend, to choose heaven. Here's what the Bible says about your arrival in hell unless you do something about it. Isaiah 14.9 says, In the place of the dead, there's excitement over your arrival. The spirits of world leaders and mighty kings long dead stand up to see you. Friend, the word of God cuts, and I'm going to cut you today because I love you. We have such a tolerant and politically correct society that even preachers have succumbed to the cowardly practice of not preaching about hell's existence. In addition, the movie industry has lied to us, creating a mentality of universalism that everyone goes to heaven, but that's not what the Bible teaches, friend. Liberal theologians have also lied to us in the past two centuries, especially. And I'm sure some might perceive me as hateful for speaking the truth today. But friend, not everyone is a child of God, only those who've given their life to Christ. Friend, we all have an appointment with death and subsequent judgment by an almighty, all-powerful God. The question is, where will you spend eternity? I'm going to share some statistics with you right now that may shock you, and few are willing to talk about them, but they reinforce our fragile mortality. 55 million people die each and every year. 151,600 people die each day. 6,316 people die every hour, and that means for every minute of the day, 105 people die. That's nearly two people every second. During our short time together today in this broadcast, 1,470 people will have passed on into eternity from this earth. The truth is cryogenics nor cloning will cancel your reservation of death, and every biography ends with an obituary. This generation seems to purvey a blissful refusal of our mortality. 
Hell is not preached today, friend, like the preachers did preach it in yesteryear. Hell is no joke, and there are no atheists in a foxhole. Now, no minister that I know of have said at a funeral, Here lies Dave Smith. He died and went to hell. Most preachers fake it at funerals, friend, because we desire to comfort and console others who are grieving. But unfortunately, we've all lied to you. Jesus Christ is the only way to heaven, as John 14:6 makes it plain. Jesus said unto them, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. There are not many paths to the summit of salvation. No, Jesus is the only way. Now let's review some of the facts about hell. The Hebrew word for hell is Sheol, which basically means the pit or grave. There are several Greek words for hell, including Tartarus, Hades, and Gehenna. But the two main Greek words are Hades, which means holding place, or pit, and Gehenna, which means place of everlasting torment. In fact, Gehenna is not actually a precise Greek word, but a transliteration of a Hebrew word that literally means Hinnom Valley. This area was where the apostate Israelites cast their child sacrifices into the fire to worship the idol god Moloch in 2 Chronicles 33.6. This vicinity later became the garbage disposal area for Jerusalem, where fires burned perpetually, and when Jesus referred to hell in some instances, he was likely pointing to that vicinity. These fires never went out, just as it states in Isaiah 66, verses 22 through 24, and I quote, And they shall go forth and look upon the corpses of the men who transgressed against me, saith God, for their worm dies not, and their fire is not quenched. Hell is a holding place for the unrighteous dead, friend, until they are cast into the lake of fire after the great white throne judgment spoken of in Revelation 20, verse 11. If hell is jail, then Gehenna is the penitentiary. But what are they waiting for? Hell is the holding place for one awaiting the final verdict, but the lake of fire is where the unrighteous are sent for eternal punishment. The trial is based on whether or not you receive the Lord Jesus Christ in this lifetime. And now is the time, friend. Do not delay. Also, the second death spoken of in Scripture is eternal separation from God, not annihilation, as some contend. The first death is the death of the physical body, which everyone experiences. You're born once through the physical birth canal and born a second time when you're born again into Christ Jesus, as it says in John 3.3 and 1 Peter 1.23. You need to be born twice, i.e., both physically and spiritually, if you desire eternal life. According to Scripture, with the exception of Enoch and Elijah, everyone will die unless, of course, we are the very generation that sees the blessed hope of the rapture of the church. Friend, hell is definitely real, and you need to cancel your reservation today if you haven't done so already. The very sad truth is, according to God's word, unfortunately, the majority of people will not go to heaven, but they die and go to hell. This is spelled out in Matthew 7:13. Jesus described the gate to eternal life being narrow, and only a few find it. I'm quoting from verse 13. You can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. The highway to hell is broad, and its gate is wide for the many who choose that way. But the gateway to life is very narrow, and the road is difficult, and only a few ever find it. That's the NLT version, friend, but the King James puts it this way. Enter in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat, because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leads unto life, and few there be that find it. 
If there's a gate to hell, it has an entrance and is a real place. An anonymous author once wrote, quote, Those using the law as their ladder to heaven will be left standing in hell, unquote. Friend, this is a truth well spoken. Some people think their works will be good enough to get to heaven, but the sad fact is, there is none righteous, no, not one, and all have fallen short of the glory of God, as you well know. Man has long been aware of his destination without God for millennia. Hell was called Hades by the Greeks, and in Roman mythology, hell was the place of the underworld, ruled by Pluto. In various cultures around the world, hell has laid deep within the conscience of man by God himself, even though man does his best to rid himself of it. From a scriptural point of view, hell is a place of consciousness, a place of torment, a place of darkness, and eternal separation from loved ones and God himself, without the slightest hope of release, and a place where one's memory is tormented, according to Luke chapter 16. Psalm 9.17 says the wicked shall be turned into hell and all the nations that forgot God. The book of Job 17.16 says they shall go down to the bars of Sheol and finally Christ reveals in Matthew 5.28-29 For it is profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish and not that the whole body should be cast into hell. The truth is, friend, God is the one who casts people into hell, not the devil. There's no way to describe hell. Nothing on earth can compare with it. No living person has any real idea of it. No madman in his wildest headiness of insanity would ever be able to describe its horror. No man in his wildest imagination could ever picture a place so utterly terrible as this place called hell. And hell is real, friend, because the Bible says so. In fact, the Bible says that it awaits your arrival. No nightmare racing across a fevered mind ever produced a terror to match that of the mildest hell. No murder scene with splashed blood and oozing wound ever suggested a revulsion that could touch the borderlands of hell. Let the most gifted writer exhaust his skill in describing this roaring cavern of unending flame, and he would not have even brushed in fancy the nearest edge of hell. Christ said that hell was originally prepared for the devil and his angels, not for man, in Matthew 25:41. And I quote, Then the king will turn to those on the left and say, Away with you, you cursed ones, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his demons. Some time ago, a man brought forward his strong argument against the Bible, declaring, I'm 70 years of age and have never seen such a place as hell, after all that has been said about it. His little grandson of about seven years of age, who had been listening all the while, asked him, Granddaddy, have you ever been dead yet? And that, my friend, is the point. Only Holy Scripture has already been there for us and revealed what is to come. Friend, Jesus died and rose from the dead, as you know. But in 1 Peter 3, verses 18 through 20, it also details some other things that he did in hell. He also visited Hades, not Gehenna, and did three things on his travels. He conquered death in the grave. He preached to the Old Testament righteous saints in prison who had died before the cross, making Hades into paradise and finally taking them to heaven. This is described mostly in Psalm 88. And thirdly, he went and preached to the spirits in prison who were the fallen angels of Genesis 6, also known as the sons of God, whose rebellion and subsequent transgression in antediluvian times is spoken of in 2 Peter 2 verses 4 through 10. 
These fallen angels are also described in the ancient book of Enoch and are held in Tartarus, the very deepest recess of hell, awaiting the judgment day, having no means for redemption. These are also the angels spoken of in Jude 6, and I quote, Who kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation. He hath reserved in everlasting chains under darkness unto the judgment of the great day. Then finally, there's the abyss or the deep mentioned several times in the book of Revelation. So in totality, we have at least five compartments to hell. The implication in Luke 8.31 reveals when demons are cast out of people, they sometimes spend a temporary period of time in this abyss and are then released. This is a place of temporary confinement for demons and eventually Satan, where he is bound for 1,000 years in this abyss during the millennial reign of Christ. It's this very same abyss that will be opened up during the Great Tribulation period. In Matthew 16.18, Jesus said, And I say also unto thee, you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The gates of hell will not prevail against us, the church. Why? Because we have the authority and we have the power against the devil and his demon forces. If I preach to others there's a hell and there really isn't one, then I've spent my time sojourning on this earth, choosing to live by a set of make-believe moral codes. But if you are wrong, friend, and you live your life hoping there is no hell, rolling the dice, living for now instead of eternity, then all I've done is live morally and missed out on some fun. But you, friend, have wasted your very soul for all eternity. You've been listening to Carl Joseph and the Lions Unchained podcast. Carl is a minister who's witnessed God's supernatural power to save, heal, and deliver. Carl is a unique researcher who investigates current affairs, societal trends, technology, cults, and end-time events, all through a biblical lens. Every Monday, new podcasts are uploaded, so stay tuned for the next opportunity to roar into victory. Check out carljosephministries.com for exciting articles, teachings, and discussion points. See you next week. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button 